simple steps to faith walk. Many people believe that being saved means that you have to give up everything you think is fun or that your life has to change overnight. Our faith walk is a journey that begins with a simple step. A personal journey to the best love affair you will ever experience. A love affair that focuses on relationship, not rules or criticisms. I want to break down this love affair through applying biblical principles in a practical way. So I invite you to take this walk with me and share it with anyone you want to experience a selfless, active, unconditional love. Join me in unlocking the simple steps. Hi, Pastor Chris. Hi, Catherine. How are you doing? <laughs> I am great. I am um, a little excited about tonight because yeah. it's a topic that so many of us struggle with. And mm. I think it's great for us to be able to break it down in a real way because there are so many misconceptions about forgiveness. Yeah, um, you know, it is said that unforgiveness is like drinking poison and hoping the other person dies. And, <laughs> yeah. you know, it, that's true. That's true. Yeah. It's a, it's a very real concept because a lot of us don't realize that forgiveness is for ourselves and not so much for mm. the other person, but it's about, it's a hard decision. Right. Right. You know, that's true. A, that's true. It's a hard decision. And, you know, what, what the things that we feel and the things that we think about is what, manifests out of us and so mm. it really mm -hmm. is a, a decision that we have to make for ourselves so let me ask you pastor chris what does forgiveness really mean yeah well it, it's interesting that you introduced it that way because it, it's it is really a heavy 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 feeling that you know have having been offended somebody do we something wrong and is we carrying the feeling of what they did and we are the one walking around with the pain often not the other person at all. You know, they're good over there. And we the other will, person probably you know, doesn't even know that they are they, they might not even They might not even know or them don't business and them gone. You know, so forgiveness is really the releasing of, of those feelings of resentment, um, even anger, vengeance. So it's releasing feelings of, of resentment, resentment towards a person or a group of people that have offended us, um, regardless of whether they deserve us to release it or not. That's the tricky part with forgiveness. Sometimes they don't even care about being forgiven. Uh, but for forgiving is the releasing of that poison that you described. Mm -hmm. you know? now, now the Bible, it, it extrapolates and it explains and it goes on uh, to, to, to really give you a reason why. You know? So it's, it's, it, it, it leads us to uh, releasing these feelings so we can be healed, but also so that the relationship uh, can be open to, so you can be open to a positive relationship in the future. You know, we forgive so that, not just so that we can be okay, but so that we could have a, maybe have restoration with that person that, so that someday, uh, immediately or someday in the future, we can be open to a positive relationship. And you know, you talk about restoration or being open, it could also be open to relationship with, uh, relationships with other people because a lot of the time when we don't release or forgive Mm -hmm. um, we carry those th those feelings over into other relationships. So we develop... That's a, that's a big point. Big, big, yeah. big point. Yeah. Yeah. So like we hold... I know a lot of people walking around with offense of whole groups. So one, you know, two men hurt you and then all of a sudden all men are that way. You know, so two men are... Hey, let's be real. You yeah, get I mean, I... In church. <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah, you I, know, had a, I, I had a problem with, with, with campion girls for 
for years because one of them hurt me. You understand? Um, and the whole of them now is like, all of them are bad. You know? And so Campion is a high school in Jamaica for those of you that don't know. <laughs> Campion College. And one of them, one of them, it never worked out so good for me. You understand? So, but, but, but we do carry, we carry offenses even for whole groups of people. Um, and, and that's really a chat. That's a problem. Yeah, you know, it's so funny because we, we learn about unforgiveness in church and, and forgiveness in church. And church is a place that we're most easily offended for so many of us. Wow, yeah, yeah. I, I, I just think it's crazy, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I've seen people leave church for the most trivial things just because mm-hmm. the, you carry that unforgiveness over things that are so simple, that are just a conversation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, we, yeah. We go to church with so much. We go to church with so much vulnerability, mm-hmm. you know, because we go there and we worship by opening ourselves up, and we have a lot of expectations because we're expecting everybody to be trying to at least try and be like Jesus, try and be good, try and be like God. And it hurts to find that not everybody in church is perfect, just like we are not perfect, right. you know. So sometimes we're surprised by the fact that people in church who are trying to be good aren't always as good as they even want to be. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it is a sensitive place. You know, it's and like I think family. It's also important for us to understand that some people, when they are hurt, they become hurtful and uh, they don't even mm-hmm. realize mm-hmm. that they're doing mm-hmm. it. Yeah, that's true. That's true. You know? That's so true. how do we forgive somebody who is just not willing to change? The person is setting their ways, they're always the same, and they keep doing the same things. How do we forgive yeah. that person? Yeah, I think this is this is the biggest problem with forgiveness. This is why, you know, in the, in the New Testament, there are these stories where, you know, the, the people close to Jesus were going to him, they went to him and they were like, how many times do I have to forgive somebody? Because you have this repeat offender where we live with people, could be a family member, a spouse, a friend. We live with people that are constantly offending or we, there is there are some serve me long offenses, some offenses that people do that you have to live with for such a long time. Mm-hmm. So they would they come to Jesus and they say, how, how much do I have to forgive? How much? And Jesus would say something like, you have to keep forgiving seven, up seven, times, seven times seven or 70 times seven. So basically his whole thing was, you have to keep forgiving. But, but, but let, me, let me say this, the Bible is also clear um, that if people, okay, well, let me say it like this. Uh, forgiveness doesn't necessarily mean that persons don't always, that persons always change. They may not change, uh, but the situation has to change. Right. I'd like everybody to know that, that the forgiveness in the Bible, God is not assuming that you that the relationship won't be changed or redefined. If somebody's offending you, you do need to take a stop and redefine the relationship. In other words, you don't have to be in a situation where you're open for somebody to be beating up on you or to be doing something they should not do to you. That's not the biblical paradigm. Okay, so in forgiving so somebody. Pastor Chris. Yes. That yes, I, I mustn't sit down like idiots and allow people to continue to do the same thing over and over again. Uh, exactly, I, at some exactly. point, need to exp- I need to display some wisdom and some discernment mm-hmm. to remove myself mm-hmm. from the situation or, like you said, change the way that we engage or change the, the, the situation. Right. And some people think that to forgive means to go right back to where you were, to go right back to the place where they can hurt you again. And that's not what it means. It means that you're open to relationship. I will talk, we're going to talk a little bit more about forgiveness, but, but make sure you know that you can redefine the relationship. Like, like for, for, for instance, um, if I can say like this, so, so 
you know, I, I'm in a business where we, we have a business where we, we have a kitchen in the back and we sell food in the front. We sell food out in the front and people in the back, right? And if somebody steals money on the, from the register, right, and I'm about to fire them and they say, please forgive me, I can say, yes, I forgive you. In other words, I'm open to relationship, but guess what? I'm going to redefine your position. You, you, I'm going to read it. So I'm, I'm going to forgive you. No. And I'll keep you working, but you're, you're going around the back. Position. In other words, exactly. So in other words, some of us will forgive and keep everything the same. No, I'll say, uh, I'm going to put you in the, I'm not going to fire you. I'm not going to call the police by you. I'm so, but I'll put you in the kitchen because I'm not putting you in cash. And for some more intimate relationships, right. you know, it's like a, a married couple may say, um, because of what you, you did, uh, uh, you, you're not going to run the bank account. You can't touch, you, you, I'm not going to allow you to have access to the bank account because of the stuff, stuff you, but you can have access to the bed. Yeah. In other words, I'll sleep with you, but I'll not give you the money. In other words, we, we do have to learn how to, uh, you know, redefine the relationship where the offenses can be dealt with. But forgiveness is about being open to relationship. Right. It's saying, it's, it's like, let's work this out. You did this, so we have to redefine for a time until we can get back to, uh, you know, possibly to the, to the way things could be. Maybe you, can, maybe you can work the cash register again. You know what I mean? And so forth. So, okay, I forgive you, right? Does that mean that I need to forget too? So, you know, them always say forgive and forget. Do I actually have to forget? And if I don't forget, is it truly forgiveness? Yeah, I, I think this is, a, this is where it gets really, really deep and really, really touchy because um, somebody, it's a quick, uh, an offender might more quickly forget what them do you than you for, forget what somebody did to you. Uh, and I would say in helping people heal and forget, and I think we may talk about some of those processes, um, I always ask people, I, I say to people, the, the way you, the, to, to, to more quickly forget what somebody else has done to you, you need to quickly remember what God has done for you, okay? So the more I remember how much God forgive me and how much God forgive me from this and how God forgive me from that and how God, you know, and I did this and God still forgave me and I did this and that same person forgave me. The more I remember how God helped me is the more I would actually be able to forget what somebody else, I look at them differently and um, it makes me not hold, keep them up, keep the thing up, yeah. So I definitely want us to talk about if, if there's a process to forgiving, but before we get into that, mm -hmm. if... I do I actually need to have a conversation with somebody to forgive them? Yeah, 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 I think so. Yeah, I mean for sure. Um well, okay, sorry. You, you can't always have a, a conversation. You know, somebody could hurt you and then they die, somebody could hurt you and then they leave. Somebody could hurt you, and it's better that you know it, it's not it's not possible and so forth. So as much as you can, yes, but uh, you know, God calls us to to forgive on our side, the releasing of what they've done. Uh, as much as you can, all on your own, to release them, to, to, to get healing on your own. So, so it, is, it is definitely possible uh, to, to, to do that. But in, in relationships that can be restored, um, you know, it's, it's, it is really good to, have a, to go through a powerful process. 
Over so I had a situation a couple of weeks ago where somebody came to me, some, one of my girlfriends came to me and said, um, another friend of ours had a challenge with a, a, one of my clients um, or the fact that I, I, I took on one of my clients because it used to be her client. Mm. And I said, okay, well, why wouldn't she just call me and say something to me about it? You know, so I called her. Um, and the short version of the story is that we ended the conversation with her apologizing to me and telling me that she loves me and that everything is good. Fast forward to this was last year. Fast forward to this year, she started to post derogatory comments about me on social media. And at first somebody sent it to me and I was like, it can't be me. (laughs) Right. Cause as far as I know, we're good. Um, anyway, I didn't take it on. And then my best friend actually called her and was, and, and said, is it cause my name wasn't called, um, but it was in reference to something that I had posted. And my best friend called her and said, are you talking about my friend? <laughs> and she said, yes. So she said, aren't you guys supposed to be friends? Why wouldn't you just call her? And her response was, I don't speak to her. And my position is, well, I already engaged you in a conversation as far as I know we have no issues I have nothing against you and I don't have you up in my heart do I need to have a conversation with her again mm. Mm. well, well this, uh, that's a situation of, of of who offended who and you know the part I think it is it obviously the the, the conversation wasn't um didn't bring closure to her you know so possibly you could offer that to her. You could say, well, let's start this through again because you told me that you understood the whole deal and that you forgive. And as a matter of fact, you apologize to me. So now it seems as if maybe I need to apologize to you for something, you know. There, there's obviously something else that she's holding on to. Uh, she's still offended and she, she hasn't forgiven if she is supposed to be offended. Some people can get offended even when they're supposed to get offended, you understand? But is so, the burden on me? Since I am so not the one carrying unforgiveness. Right. Well, I mean, if it, it, it can't hurt. I mean, the same inclination you had before. That's a let me call just because. Um, you know, I, to me, to me, forgiveness, uh, there's a certain strength that we can get to where we're strong enough for people to offend us. Like I've gotten to a point where I realize that Jesus on the cross, he looked weak. But it, he was actually strong enough to carry the weight of all this offense. And, you know, so you're driving on the road and the taxi man cuts you off. And you can be, you can go on and cuss him off and do what you want to. Or you can say, I'm strong enough to take that offense. You know, when employees do something, I say, I'm strong enough. Somebody says something bad to me. I'm like, I'm strong enough. I am strong enough for people to offend me and for me to. I'm actually strong enough to say, I'm sorry that you feel bad about something, even if I don't even understand what I did. Uh, so I think it's a, from a position of strength, which it sounds as if you still are. Um, it's always good to call people, you know, um, to call, you know, call people to account, okay. you know, for, for debt and so forth. Yeah. So is there a process to forgiving? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, well, I think that, you know, on, on the journey, the, the journey towards restoration, there is a process. And I can give you just, I can give you four words, mm-hmm. right? So that can help you. And it's a two-way thing, okay? The, 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 the process is 
the, the, the process of restoration is for the person that needs forgiveness as well as a person that wants, uh, that wants to forgive or that needs to forgive. Mm-hmm. Four words. One is uh, admit that something is wrong. I, 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 not that's acknowledging guilt, okay? Admit, which means to acknowledge guilt. Everybody understand that one. It, we get stuck there, you know, Catherine, because some people just don't want to admit. And then some people, that's where they stop because him now want to admit everything. Or she not really want to admit. Okay. Right. Uh, but, but if you can go through that, then that's great. No, no, number two, apologize. Uh, and this is literally saying, you know, I, I'm asking you to forgive me. Not saying sorry, you know, we like to say sorry. <laughs> and sorry, can buy a soldier, yes. Laura. <laughs> right. So, so, so if you're from you know, Jamaica, Right, sorry, Ken. So we said that in Jamaica. Nobody knows what it means, but it just what I'm saying here though is apologize. Mm-hmm. Asking for forgiveness. When you ask for forgiveness, you're saying, you know, I did I admit and I, I'm saying when I ask for forgiveness, I mean I'd like to get to get back to some positive relationship with it. Then there is atone or atonement. This is when we accept punishment. Now, some people don't ever get to this level. Mm-hmm. They'll say sorry and then they'll run away. So then thief the money. Sorry, my thief, the money, but I'm gone. So there's no level so of accountability. They don't, they don't bring back the money. In other words, atonement is give me back my money then. You know, I, well, I took the, the $20. So here is 20. As a matter of fact, here is 30. The Bible talks about that, you know. It says if you take, you must, you must give back. You know what I mean? So could atonement uh, no, be you, the person just doesn't do it again? Meaning if it's not something that you take, but it's something that you said or... Yes, yes, yes. Could, atonement... Could, it, let, let, let me say that atonement is atonement is very challenging when it comes to intimate and big people stuff. So when there's infidelity and when there's cheating, you can't, there's nothing you can pay or there's nothing you can give back. So atonement is very hard, but but there is a spirit of atonement that when someone says, I would do anything, you know, punish me. I understand that you might, you, you know, you may not want to have really, I will pay the price uh, to get you to trust me. I will. Atonement is saying, I accept punishment. Sometimes it's difficult because we're big people and some things it's hard to give back. Um, but th- there is a, an attitude of atonement that really helps in this process. Right. Then to your, to your point, what you were just asking is the number four thing, mm-hmm. which is amendment. Amendment is not just only saying, I'm not going to do it again. Like, like, you're, like you're suggesting, I want to, this is what, what everybody gets to, right, Catherine? They want to know if you're going to do this crap again. They want to know if you, if are they going to open themselves up to the same thing. Uh, aton- um, hear me. Amendment means uh, altering behavior. Amendment is when I say, all right, I have a plan to not hurt you again. I have a plan how I'm going to take the money again. I have a plan how you can totally trust that I won't do it again. If, if persons uh, would fight to get to amendment, then relationships will be stronger. If, Catherine, if persons would allow people to admit, apologize, atone, and amend, relationships could be restored. But, but somehow we get stuck somewhere along this process and we, we find that relationships just mash up. So is there a point where you know that that relationship just is not supposed to be in your life? So I can be cordial, but the, the nature of our relationship is not the same because... Exactly. Right. How- unfortunately, unfortunately, yes. Unfortunately, uh, some persons 
in this redefinition of relationship, Catherine, uh, we have to do the best. We have to do our part. So somebody could could not admit properly, not apologize properly, certainly don't want to atone, and they're not amending behavior. So we say, listen, I still forgive you, but you're not going back on the cash register. I still forgive you for your infidelity, but me not sleep with you again. As a matter of fact, I want a divorce. But I forgive you. In other words, listen, it's, it's serious enough. It's saying, I, I would forgive you all the way if you are going to amend for your, your sins, but I'm having to redefine it, right? If you would stop shaking me, unhitting me, or looking like you're going to hit me again, then I could. So, but, but I'm redefining the relationship in such a way where I can tell you hi, where we can co-parent, where we can have, a, an, you see, there is strength in redefinition of relationship. Um, and what, what God wants us to do in a Catherine, at the heart of all of this forgiveness stuff is getting to the place where we're open, right? Can, can I tell you something? Um, I've seen I've seen persons that I've seen married couples that been separated for three years, you know, file after a year, and 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 one of them decide, listen, I want to try again, and and uh, you know the the, the man say much, and the, and the wife say, well, give me a show me your amendment plan, and after a year she's convinced again, you know, so so she was at one point open but separated and she was safe. She got strong within herself. She was healed until he got strong and healed enough to be back in a relationship. Horrible situation that he put her through, but now both of them are healed and the relationship. So, so, so I would say um, that the process really, really works and we do have to protect ourselves in redefining our relationships. So for sure. Sometimes we feel and we think that we've forgiven someone, um, but then there's still some sort of hidden resentment that is there and you can't seem to let go of it. How do you handle that residual sadness or anger that comes up after you feel or you, you believe that you've forgiven someone, like something triggers it? Does that mean having that feeling does it does the feeling mean that you haven't truly forgiven them so it could be that i don't know we're in a relationship with somebody and you broke up you know you can be cordial but seeing that person triggers a, some kind of feeling does that mean that you haven't forgiven them right um and the, the unfortunately this is the reality right it's like the forgiveness thing it's like the pain um you know the, the it's it's it the process of healing takes a little time, right? Uh, so, you know, the person that's punished gets punished so quickly, but the person that's hurt is hurt for a long time, you know? And um, if, if I can just, just read this scripture, mm -hmm. um, Matthew 18, 26, it says, at this the servant fell on his knees. So this is a king saying, you owe me money, pay me. And he says, be patient with me. He begged him to pay back everything. The servant's master took pity on him and he pardoned him. There, there, there are three words in there that start with P. And, and, and I just want to point out the power in all of them. Um, so this goes two ways now, again. Uh, you know, first of all, patience, right? Um, we need to learn patience. Whether we're trying to be forgiven or we're forgiving somebody, we need to be patient with people, okay? You see, when you're in pain, if there's one thing going to suck out your patience, is pain. Yes, and patience hard, 
it has enough as it is by itself, much less you're going to be patient with somebody that causes you pain, it's very difficult. Uh, so when you're like, God, be patient with me, you know, it's a big ask. Yes. Um, but, but there is healing in being patient. So, you know, we still have the feelings. Uh, we need to be patient with them and we need to take the time to heal, right? Um, it takes a little bit of time. It takes time. Sometimes the best thing to do uh, even in forgiveness is, is, a, is a time of separation. You know, people don't understand um, how powerful it is. So, you, you know, I think it's like in relationships, if you're going to separate for, for a time, they think, well, I'm going to mash up the relationship. No, I want you to separate then any clock can strike and rare, rare. I said, no, no, hold on. Separation and consecration can be one of the, the most powerful things. So uh, I'm trying to forgive you. I need a little bit of time. I need a little bit of time. So I'm going to be, I'm being patient with you. You need to be patient with me, right? Another thing is pity. Um, having pity on somebody, um, you know, some persons in forgiving others, we're, we're so busy feeling sorry for ourselves because we're hurt that we don't have pity on the other person. So it's in other words, grace. Yes, exactly. So two big words that are, that are at the root of grace is sympathy and empathy. You know, uh, you know, you, having compassion on them, uh, feeling sorry for, for somebody. And empathy is where there is some power where we can say, like I said before, we, used, we were in a dark position before. I understand how it is to do something wrong to somebody. So when we, when we allow ourselves to have pity on others, I'm talking about the person that offended us. Mm -hmm. Some of you have some people that have offended you and patience and pity. If you think, you know, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to for a second think that that person maybe is just not well. They're so sick. That's why they hurt me. They're so hurt. That's why they hurt me. They have issues. They have addictions. They have, they have a way about themselves. You know, I'm going to, I feel so, you should, you could, if somebody is, is not well enough to be aggressive and to be a repeat offender, they have a problem mm -hmm. outside of you. They have a big problem and you've had problems before and maybe that can help uh, you heal from their problem. Yeah. It's to admit, you know, I've had problems, so I'm going to be empathetic and I'm going to have pity. Uh, and you will find it, it seems you'll find having pity on your offenders will heal you from the offense, right? Because what you do is if you can separate the offense from the offender, you're halfway to your healing. Right? A lot of us carry hurt because it's still attached to the offender. So, you know, how we, we're not just hating sin, we're hating the sinner. We, we, we're not just hating what they did to us, we're hating the person. Mm -hmm. And you can't heal until you, you, yeah, you can't forgive the person while it, you have to separate it. So in pity and in empathy, you separate the sin. From the sinner. From the, from the sinner. And then you can forgive the sinner. Right, and if you don't do that, then then you'll never really heal, right? You you you're keeping that person as, and that's really unfair because um, you wouldn't want to do that even for yourself. Right. The last thing is is pardon, and this pardon thing, I'm just gonna say quickly. This is a part, this is a part of the releasing, and a lot of people they'll say they forgive Catherine, but then they're still they're still bringing that stuff up. So like okay. pardoning something, pardoning somebody is is a commitment not to bring it back up again. Yes. And you'd be surprised how 
you know, we bring it back up to the person that offends us, you know, in our relationship and then there's something even remotely close and you bring it up again. Bringing it up to somebody else. You're the one not going to be healed. The situation isn't being healed. Because you keep bringing, you have to make a commitment. You say, bite your tongue. I said, I'm not going to bring it up. I won't bring it up. I try not to bring it up in your heart and in your mind as well. If it's coming up, then you go and you pray about it. You understand? For, for a while, in this process, patience, pity, and pardon. Mm. You know? Um, so, that, 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 that's you know, a, a kind of acute way of, of trying to help yourself. You feel better, right? Uh, give the person patience, practice pity, and learn how to pardon uh, and make a, a clean release from what persons have done to you. You know, we're talking about forgiveness and we keep referring to forgiveness from the perspective of forgiving others, but we also need to talk about forgiving ourselves, because I think it's so important that we acknowledge that there's a lot of things in our lives that we need to forgive ourselves for. There's so much baggage that so many of us carry that prevents us from moving forward and we don't even realize it. I remember we did a session, um, Pastor Chris, one Saturday, where we talked about the things that we need to release and the things that we need to let go. Mm-hmm. And... Um, and I think it's important because we, we need to, to think about what are the areas in our lives that we're not forgiving ourselves for? What are the areas that we're not being patient with ourselves? The areas that we're not mm-hmm. showing ourselves the pity and, and pardoning ourselves because, you know, we're carrying things like, you know, we did something wrong and God, who is the most forgiving and shows us grace all the time, he has mm-hmm. forgiven us. We've asked for forgiveness. He has forgiven us. Exactly. And exactly. we're busy carrying the baggage. Mm, mm. you know um and and i think Mm. the the part about um the first thing like you said the first step is admitting to it admitting to whatever it is that we've done apologize for it um atone and amend and i think where a lot of us get stuck is the atonement and the amendment part when it comes to ourselves Mm -hmm. yeah absolutely as a matter of fact check this out here's a powerful thing and i'm glad you brought that up um, you know, we, we, we seem to um, try to set our own value. Mm-hmm. Uh, we don't get an opportunity to set our own value. We, 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 we set our value on ourselves based on what we've done. And <laughs> we are at some point, here's what God is offering us. God is offering uh, you to set your value based on what he has done for you. Uh, based on the fact that he has atoned for you and, you know, and giving up his life, uh, the price he paid, that, that's a whole other level of pardon, right? Where he said, I'm actually going to pay the price for you. That's a big deal, right? Um, you should have dead and so and, and but I'm going to give you life, that kind of thing. So the, the price that Jesus paid set your value. So I say that to say, you, you, you can't, when you sin and you're trying to get back up, be allowing yourself to be held back by what you just did, right? Uh, you know, God has set, God set your value, and then Jesus came and reset your value, right? And it, 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 let me just say this, this last thing. There's a story in the Bible about this guy. Everybody knows the story of the prodigal son. This, this brother run away and do all kind of foolishness with him, father money, spent off him father money, spent off his inheritance, and, uh, you know, what less than spent off everything and, and 
did everything he could, and then him come back to him father. Now, when he came back to his father, check it out, this is what I mean. He came back to his father and him say, all right, daddy, I was just eating with pigs. I was just eating pig food and everything. And he said, dad, he said daddy, just take me back and I'll be a servant. You're a servant, they might at least them eat the, 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 the tail of the ox and the, the foot of the chicken and so forth, right? He can't hit. Oh, I was hitting. So hitting they- the, I started to preach, sorry, let me not hit. All right, so... So, so he came back and he said, Daddy, I will just, I'll just be a servant. And, and here's what the father said to him. He said, you don't get to come back and choose who you are. You don't get to come back and say you're going to be a servant. Or he says, he says, I get to choose, right? He says, you will be my son. And he restored him fully. And that's what God is offering us. He's saying, no, you don't come back having sinned and having done stuff, having done foolishness, having messed up. You come back to God, God is going to tell you, no, you're not just a servant. No, you're not just a slave. You are a son or a daughter. Basically, God is going to say, what I did for you, I set your value. And, I need, and, and because he has forgiven you, the, the basic end though, <laughs> you need to hurry up and forgive yourself because God has already paid the price and he has already forgiven you. I mean, this is a ridiculously powerful reality. Mm-hmm. That we, we can go, we've done the most heinous things. We've done all kind of foolishness in our life. Then we come to God and say, I'm sorry, I want to, I want to live good. I want to, I want to come back. I want happiness and peace and joy. And God says, well, you can, ha- you can have it all. Yeah. Because I've forgiven you. Yeah. I think so you need, to forgi- you need to forgive yourself. Right. But, but in forgiving ourselves, we also need to remember that the amendment is critical. We have to alter our behavior. We can't keep doing the same thing and expect to get a different result. Absolutely. Absolutely. So if we truly are sorry, then we're going to do mm-hmm. things differently. Yeah. 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 And, and, and think about it now. I mean, the, when, you, when you really think about it, uh, your amended behavior, you know, sets you up for 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 more and more you know it, it it sets you up for favor and it sets you up for blessings and puts you in a position where you can you can really get all of what god has for you Absolutely. you know our amended behavior is for us you know what i mean because he's already forgiven us remember him forgive us once we admit you know all right mm-hmm. uh, knowing that he already atoned it's kind of different with him uh but our amendment now puts us into an amazing redefinition uh, uh, Closer relationship with him, our amendment, uh, you know, brings us into his presence. Our amendment gives us blessings. Our amendment uh, gets us all of the, the best things in life. Living right before God uh, makes life stronger and better for us. So forgive yourself and then start on the process to do, to do right. Absolutely. And mm-hmm. I mean, wow, this is a lot. <laughs> Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. you reminded us that um, there's a process to forgive, and the process is admitting, acknowledging guilt, apologize, ask for forgiveness, atone, accept the punishment, whatever that is, and and amendment, which means altering our behavior, how things, understanding how things will be different, defining how things will be different. You know, you talked about redefining our relationships. So when we forgive or when we are forgiven, there still needs to be a redefinition of that relationship. How are things mm-hmm. going to be different? You know, we need to be patient. 
we need to be patient with our, ourselves. We need to be patient with others because healing takes patience. Mm-hmm. So have pity, show grace, compassion, sympathy, and empathy because we have received that same grace from God yeah, exactly. exactly, and from others. Um, and we need to show pardon. We need to release it. We need to not, you know, say, okay, sorry, or stick around and keep bringing it up over and over mm. again, because mm-hmm, that's mm-hmm. not a true release. And I think it's also, you know, we started the podcast the, talking about the fact that unforgiveness is like drinking poison and hoping that the other person dies. And, mm. you know, you, we laugh and we say, it's funny, but it's real. When we harbor unforgiveness, we don't have peace. Right. So with forgiveness comes peace. With forgiveness, we're mm. open. He talks about being open. It opens us up to peace. It opens us up to joy. It opens us up to new opportunities, new relationship. And so, you know, releasing all of that negativity and unforgiveness and anger and resentment is is opening the door for so much more and and better and greater. Who wouldn't want that in their life? Why would anybody want to sit and wallow in depression and pity and sadness when there is a whole other world on the other side of of forgiveness? Mm -hmm. And so, you know, it really is our hope that if there is any unforgiveness inside of you, that you will take the time now to release it, to let it go. Think about all the things that we have been carrying, all the people that we have been having you know ill will or ill feelings or resentment or anger or anything towards and and take the time now to release it and let it go mm-hmm. 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 yeah yeah absolutely absolutely well um i think the more that we spend and i know that some of you some of you have been really terribly offended you know and in a lot of situations it's not your fault and you're hurting and it's, it's burdening you. And there's fear because you're thinking, you know, if I let things go back to the way it used to be, then they could hurt me again and so forth. You know, and what God is saying that the Bible is not saying that things, <clears throat> that person gets to have everything the way that it was before they hurt you. It's saying that in forgiving them, that you're releasing them and you're open to things possibly getting back to the way they used to be when the time is right. Okay. So, you know, having been offended, remember uh, the call to you forgiving them uh, is also a call to them getting themselves right. Okay. You do the right thing by saying, I'm open to it. I will talk. I'd like to talk about it. And, you know, in, in, in hopes that they'll do the right thing as well. Um, or as much as they do right. You know, uh, I do want to lastly say that I think, you know, we, we should, as much as we keep thanking God for forgiving us, it helps us to forgive others. You know, um, you know forgiveness is a gift. You know, like I keep, I, I preach a sermon, uh, what, what is it? forgiveness is forgiving. It, it, it's, it's not forgetting, it's forgiving. Mm-hmm. You know, um, in other words. Forgiving. <laughs> Forgiving. Yes. You know, forgiveness is forgiving. So it's something we give. It's a gift we give to people. And the more we think about the gift we've received, 
because we've all been forgiven. Mm-hmm. The more we think about how we've been forgiven, it's the more we are in a position to, to heal and to forgive others. So I would say, thank God every day. You know, in the Lord's prayer, it says we forgive those who trespass against us. And so, you know, but just keep saying, God, thank you. Thank you for forgiving me. Thank you for forgiving me. And I used to be this, but thank you so much for forgiving me. The more that we are, more that we remember how we've been forgiven is the easier it is to forgive others. I want to encourage you to pray towards that. Keep thanking him for what he's done for you. Mm-hmm. And we need to remember too that we are accountable for ourselves. We can control our actions. We can't control the actions of everybody else. And Thank so you. we need to be responsible for ourselves mm-hmm. and our mm-hmm. choices. So we, we definitely hope that this episode is something that spoke life into you and that has given you a guide to how to, in a practical way, actually forgive people, forgive others and forgive yourself. And we hope that you join us next week. Yeah. And, and, and you know, Catherine, some of them may need, some of them may need a pastor. You know, I hope that you, you have a pastor, that you have somebody, a pastor or a friend that can help you to go through this process, share the process with them. If it's just a friend, go to your pastor and say, I want to forgive somebody. You can help me. I want to restore a relationship with somebody. You can help me. Uh, sometimes we really need help. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I hope that you're connected to somebody that can help you in this process. Yes. And if you don't, and if you're not, you can always look for Go For God Family Church on Instagram, Facebook, or goforgod.org. Yeah, there's a the pastor's office there. You have something you want to say, just click on the pastor's office. It's all confidential. And we'll contact you and try and love on you and help you a little bit. And, you know, I'm happy that you brought that up, Pastor Chris, because I don't think people understand that my pastor is probably one of the closest people to me because having somebody that can guide you in a real way that's not judgmental that you know has your best interest at heart that is going to be honest and tell you the truth and not tell you what you mm-hmm. want to hear is a powerful thing mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. so i encourage everybody to to find a home and find somebody a pastor that can help walk with them on this journey because it's not an easy one yeah 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 this is great Catherine. um I, I'm, I hope you know how great this is, what you're doing for all of these people and doing this podcast is amazing. It's such a blessing. Thank you, PC. So thank you everybody for joining us and we hope you join us again next week. See you soon.